Good evening, seekers of the shadow truths. I'm Fairy, your guide through the veiled mysteries of confessions of the unknown. In our last whispering session, we traveled to the spectral halls of haunted Airbnb stays. Tonight, we delve deeper into true tales that transcend the ordinary. But before we embark on this night's chilling journey, remember, our encounters are now shared bi-weekly, gathering only the most unsettling of tales. Let's begin, shall we? Our first tale for tonight takes us to the chilling winds of Donor Pass, a place where history whispers through the pines. A strange encounter a vision blurred, and a ghostly woman in a bathroom stall. Last night, I experienced something very disturbing on Donner Pass in Truckee, California. The area is known for being haunted because it has a rich history of death and violence. But being born and raised in Reno, I've been to Truckee hundreds of times, but have never experienced something quite this disturbing. My fiancé and I went to Northern California to visit his family for Christmas. And we didn't leave his family's house until about 6.30 p.m and we had about five-hour drive ahead of us to get home. By the time we got close to Truckee, I had realized that I had made a mistake not taking a bathroom break at the last gas station we stopped in. By the time we hit Donner Pass around 10.30 to 11 p.m., I thought my bladder was going to explode in my body if we didn't stop. I was expecting to have to wait until we go to the acro at the bottom of the pass, but to my surprise there was a big rest stop at the top of the pass. I have to remind everyone that I have driven through this pass hundreds of times, but I never noticed this rest stop. As soon as we pulled up to the stop, I immediately felt uneasy. I felt a fight or flight instinct kick in that I have never felt in Truckee before. And I have gone to Truckee to investigate paranormal activity multiple times. But at that point, my need to use the restroom outweighed my uneasy feeling. In the parking lot, there was one car a blue car. Could have been a Hoda, but I honestly didn't look too close because the man standing next to the car, although he was looking completely normal and harmless, he made me feel like a rabbit in the face of a wolf. I couldn't figure out why I was so scared of this man and dismissed it on late night paranoia. So I got out of the car. I had to pass this man to get to the building with a bathroom in it, but the closer I got to him, the more panic I felt. 
so intense to the point where I stopped in my tracks and waited for my fiancé to walk in front of me. He stopped when I did though, seemingly because he caught the same creepy vibe from the guy that I did, but then walked in front of me anyways. He's a real sweetheart and I'm so lucky. The entire walk from the car to the building, the man looked almost through my fiancé and at me and had a really creepy smile on his face the entire time. And he made my fiancé so uncomfortable that he put his keys in between his knuckles in case he had to fight the guy. But when we walked in the building, things got really weird really fast. As soon as we opened the door, my vision became strange. I tried focusing my eyes on the signs in the building, but no matter how hard I tried, my eyes just kept on focusing themselves. It freaked me out, but I dismissed it on the long dark drive contrasting with the bright lights in the building and walked towards the women's restroom. The men's restrooms on the left and the woman's on the right, and they both had two sides to choose from. My fiancé needed to use the restroom himself, so I assumed we were going separate ways and ran into the left side of the women's restroom. As soon as I turned the corner, I was immediately even more creeped out because there was toilet paper all over the floor. It looked like three or four rolls have been unraveled all over the place. But again, I dismissed it as tweakers always doing weird shit at the rest stop and took a deep breath and opened the first stall. Clogged and disgusting. So I moved to the second stall. Clogged and disgusting too. Then I moved to the third stall, but as I reached for the door, I got a sinking feeling that someone was behind that door, so I backed up. I looked under the stall and saw a woman's feet. She was wearing black small heeled shoes with weird looking silver buckles on them, and under her feet was what looked like a puddle of water. It looked like this woman was soaking wet, dripping water all over the floor. That spooked me. So I turned around and went to the other side of the bathroom to try those stalls. When I got to the other side, as I was passing the mirrors, I glanced towards them and saw a woman following me in their reflection. She was about my height, and I'm 5'2" well maybe a little taller, black hair, and she was wearing a white turtleneck bottom-up shirt and a black skirt that was long enough to reach below the mirrors. She was soaking wet and she had makeup on that looked like it was painted on by someone else or something. But the creepiest feature I saw was her eyes. I am not new to seeing the dead, the sensitivity runs in my family, but I had never seen a ghost that looked like this. 
Her eyes were grayed out the way a corpse's eyes do after a few hours of passing. I worked at a morgue a few years ago, so that's the only reason I know what that looks like. Usually, when I see ghosts, they have normal eyes, but hers were different. They were... wrong. It scared me to death, and I ran into the stall and locked the door. But I hear her footsteps come up to the stall. And I saw her shoes. I saw the same shoes from the other stall I was looking under. This couldn't be my imagination. This woman started aggressively trying to open my stall. I was pulling back from the inside. And she was pulling back from the outside with the force of a living person. And then it suddenly stopped. I said out loud, what the actual fuck? And took a deep breath and sat down to finally use the damn bathroom when I heard loud, fast footsteps coming from the outside of the bathroom into the side that I was on. And I saw brown leather suede boots running into the bathroom and towards my stall. And at this point, I felt like I had enough from this ghost crap. So I stood up, closed my eyes, and ran out of the bathroom. My fiancé was standing outside of the bathroom apparently waiting for me because the guy outside creeped him out so bad he didn't feel like I was safe going into the bathroom. He told me he was standing there the entire time waiting for me. And I told him to get the fuck out of the building and that I wanted to go home. He asked me what happened and who was in the bathroom with me and why I said what the actual fuck. It down on me and this was not something that only I had experienced but that he had also heard happening. So I told him, I think I saw a ghost and that we just need to leave. When we walked out of the building, the same guy was standing by his car watching us. I looked down at his shoes, and he was wearing the same sweat brown boots that I thought I had seen in the bathroom. When we drove away, my fiancé said, That guy gave me serial killer vibes. He was looking at you like he was hunting you, and it really freaked me out. I wouldn't be shocked if we saw that man again in the news. And when I told him all the details about my experience in the bathroom, he felt that it was possible he had hurt someone there before and that she was trying to warn me or something. Of course, it could be all nothing and everything's on our heads, right? But I can't get her face out of my head. My fiancé is a marine veteran and he doesn't spook easily, but that was something different that we both felt. It couldn't be my imagination. Or was it? In the quiet moments between these tales, I invite you to visit creepybonfire.com. There you'll find from articles that descend the most haunting of tales to videos that bring the chill of night right to your screen. 
creepybonfire.com is your go-to destination for all things horror. Our next confession leads us down a path where childhood memories intervene with a spectral, a drawing named Diana, and a mysterious lady at the bottom of the stairs. It's been nearly 10 years since this experience, but it still confuses me and scares me so much that I still have nightmares regarding it. It all started in September of 2014. I was 8 years old. As a joke, my dad drew a little girl pointing at a hole in a tree trunk, and he named the little girl Diana. It kind of freaked me out, but I kept the picture. And on November 8th, we moved house. When we unpacked at the new house, I realized I still had that picture. I kept it in a drawer in my room for about a week after we moved. But one night, I had a horrible nightmare about a little girl chasing me through a forest. And the nightmare ended with me tripping over and look up to see the girl pointing at a hole in a nearby tree. After that, I woke up and went through my drawer for that picture. I ran downstairs and threw it in the trash. A few nights after I threw away the picture, I began to see a lady standing at the bottom of the staircase. Her hair was messy, and she was wearing no clothes based off of what I could see from her silhouette. However, when I turned on the bathroom light, she wouldn't be there anymore. This happened every night for weeks. I would go to school and tell the other children that there was a lady at the bottom of my stairs at night. When I described it to people, I'd give her a name, Diana. Eventually, it got round to the teachers, and they gave me a big lecture about my imagination. It was difficult to tell people I was terrified because who believes an eight-year-old? One night, I stopped seeing her, and in her place was footsteps and movement downstairs as if someone was just aimlessly walking around below. The movement would then be followed by footsteps on the stairs, and the stairs are very loud, so it was quite noticeable. After the person, or whatever that was, made it to the top of the stairs, it's like they just stood there, and that was it. But what made it even scarier was that it happened almost the same time every night. It was 1 a.m. Because of this, I lost a lot of sleep, and as you can imagine, I was suffering from some insane paranoia or something. Linking back to the lady, a few years after those two incidents, a movie called Lights Out was released. If you haven't seen this movie, it's based around an entity that can only do its work in the dark and disappears when the lights is on. Sound familiar? On top of that, 
The entity's name in the movie was Diana. I've theorized this for years that each of these incidents are all connected and it horrifies me. My friends and family have also said that something isn't right. As of recently, maybe about a month ago, I saw her again. I locked myself in the bathroom for two hours and cried because it brought back all the fear and sadness I felt nearly ten years ago. I have no idea if that was a real ghost, my imagination, or an undiagnosed mental disorder. Have you ever experienced a paranormal event yourselves? Did you ever had a ghostly encounter? You know you can share your encounters with us at creepybonfire at gmail.com and your story could be our story in our next episode. Our next confession takes us to a house where time stands still and the past refuses to rest. My house was built in 1904. It's a single-family home, wood frame setting on a concrete block foundation. I've been living here for about 12 years. Of all the weird things that my siblings and I have seen or heard in this house, this one event was something else. This happened to my brother. About 10 years ago, my brother and his best friends had started a garage band playing mostly Spanish rock. Alternative music, but in Spanish. His friends could only get together on Sunday afternoons. They would practice into the early evening, and they would usually call it a day by 8 p.m. This was the time I usually showed up and went to bed because I worked the graveyard shift. This happened in late fall, so three days were getting shorter. When the decision to head to someone else's house came about, my brother handed his car keys to his buddy so they could load up the equipment. Everyone had filled out of the basement. The tricky part was that they needed to walk all the way back of the basement, up the back stairs through the kitchen doorway, down the hall into the living room and out into the front porch. Everyone was outside sitting in my brother's truck waiting for him. My brother was walking up the black stairs when he remembered that he had let his pancakes into a go container sitting on a speaker in the basement. He made the decision to go back. Now the basement is not clean. With full side lines, there had been partitions made and the boiler and the main heating unit are right smack in the middle. So after my brother walks back, he's about to retrieve his food container. When out of the corner of his eye, he sees it. It is a shadowy figure right at his peripheral vision. This feeling of dread and uneasiness washed over my brother. We have been taught that if you are in the presence of a spirit or a ghost and you felt a bad vibe, to say a quick prayer or to cuss at it. My brother chose the latter. He basically just told it 
Hey, hey fuck, fuck you. you. I don't, don't have time, time for this shit. shit. My brother started to walk to the back of the basement and Brixley up the stairs, closing doors and turning off lights as he was walking out. The last light switch is on the opposite side of the front door. Luckily, the door was open and the light from the street lamp was flooding the living room with an amber light. My brother said he felt something at his back. But at no point did he turn around. As he flicked the last switch, the living room went dark, as the rest of the house did. As he stopped out, he pulled on the door, closing it behind him. Still holding his food container in one hand, he jogged down the few porch steps. He walked towards the front gate. As he closed the gap between himself and his friend-laden truck, he kind of smiled and thought things over in his head. Mad at himself for spooking out when there was no reason, he climbed into the driver's side of the truck, putting on his seatbelt and getting ready to pull out of the parking spot directly in front of the house. When one of his friends asked, Hey, wait, what about your brother? Isn't he coming with us? My brother answered, What do you mean? He went to work early tonight. He's already gone. Do you see his car anywhere? The next question they asked. So then who was walking behind you when you were leaving the house? Remember, Confessions of the Unknown will return in two weeks for more tales to unsettle your nights. Until then, you can visit my YouTube channel at Fairy Horror Show and don't only listen to the podcast, but also watch it. Until we meet again, keep the fire burning and we shall meet at creepybonfire.com. Good night and may your dreams be undisturbed. Be undisturbed.